0: My name is Jeff Lowenfels, and I am author of a quadrilogy of books on the soil called Teeming Series. We must work untiringly so that our children are
1: obliged to learn truth, Because it is only through knowledge
2: that we can, can safely. curious about cannabis podcast special thanks to our current annual educational event sponsors including the workshop cbd national and green earth medicinals if you want to learn more about our curious about cannabis events go to cacpodcast.com events and if your company would like to become an event sponsor visit cacpodcast.com sponsors to learn more
1: Today, I'm very, very excited to be catching up with an author and fellow avid gardener. I've been reading his books for many years. He's now got a quadrilogy of books all about um, plants and their interactions with soil. I'm here with Jeff Lonefels. Jeff, thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast today.
0: Pleasure to be here today. No question. You can hardly shut me up when it comes to this subject.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And it's an important subject. And before we dive into... um, The book that you just wrote, Teeming with Bacteria, which is all about the rhizophagy cycle, and we'll dive into how exciting that is and why people should be excited about bacteria when they usually probably shudder at hearing the the word. Um, The first thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, you're on your fourth book. Where does this passion come from that you have for plants and and growing and and trying to find better ways to do it?
0: Sure. Uh, Well, I've always been uh, a, a gardener. My father was a big-time gardener. His father was a big-time gardener. Everything we did centered around gardening. And if you wanted to spend time with either of them, you did so in the garden. So I, I was a gardener at a very early age, and have continued ever since. Uh, I moved to Anchorage, Alaska, from from New York. I live in Alaska right now, and uh, I write a garden column up here, which I've been writing for some forty-seven or eight years. Uh, they started out as letters to my father. Uh, about what i was doing in the garden and so so that became the garden column but um yeah so i've always had a a a need to garden because i had a need of course to be near my father uh and it and it just becomes addictive if you if you learn enough about it if you're just the kind of gardener who sticks you know goes to the store maybe at one of the big box stores buys a six pack of marigolds and sticks sticks them in a box or a planter someplace and waters them you're not really a gardener uh and and what it might take for you is to understand a little bit more about what's going on in the soil and in the plant uh to stimulate you to become a gardener um and that's 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 sort of what what my books try to do uh i am thoroughly convinced we all need to be organic in our gardening habits. And so my books are the science behind organic gardening. Uh, The first one, Teeming with Microbes, was written in 2006, and it set forth uh, a vision of the soil food web presented by Dr. Elaine Ingham. Uh, The second one talked about how the nutrients which were released uh, by the soil food web got into the plants and what they did once they got in there that was teaming with nutrients Uh, mycorrhizal fungi which were just a a paragraph or so in the first teaming with microbes uh, became so important that they deserved their entire book and so teaming with fungi came with that and in 2010 there was a new discovery uh that indicated that bacteria which we thought were simply eaten, the excess of those bacteria uh, lunches were deposited in the soil, they migrated into the into the roots. Well, it turns out some of the bacteria don't get eaten uh, by nematodes and protozoa, which eat most of the bacteria. They get eaten by the plant, not really eaten. they move into the root cell uh, of of meristem root cells, of very young cells in roots and there the plant which has attracted them to to come inside strips them of nutrients and uh, multiplies them they themselves escape the cell by creating root hairs from which they are uh, shot out of Uh, they regain their nutrients and then go back into the next set of mirrors cells a couple of days later so you've got this cycle going on uh it was discovered by an australian most people pronounce it and and i know i don't pronounce it the right way most people pronounce it rhizophagy uh or rhizophagy. Re- i say rhizophagy uh i don't have an australian accent and so i i just i i can only spell it the way i see it root eating uh, and that's exactly what's going on. It's fascinating new science. And it's all now outlined in this book. The first book, Teeming with Microbes, uh, was written for Dr. Elaine Ingham to explain the soil food web. This book uh, is written for Dr. James White, who is a professor at uh, Rutgers University, to explain this new addition to the soil food web. Uh, a lot of fun to write, and some of the implications of it are simply uh, mind-blowing and useful.
1: Well, and that's that's you know uh, I'm glad we're we're diving right in because that's really what I I wanted to get into, and you just painted a really perfect picture of of what I say rhizophagy uh, the this rhizophagy yeah, And you're probably cycle. saying
0: it right. You're well, probably I always saying it right.
1: I always tell people, especially when it comes to science stuff, these are a lot of words that people all over the country write and read all the time. And we very rarely get together and say these words out loud. And then when we right. do, <laughs> we're all saying different things. Right, right. Um, but I, you know, it's it's really an incredible dance that's happening um, between the the plant and these these bacteria um, and and all of these cycles that are going on and. And the the interesting uh, mutualisms that occur, um, but then I think exactly, you know, what you just pointed on, like the, the practical implications of understanding this cycle. I think that's what every anybody who um, is is hearing us talk about this, they might think, well, it's interesting, but what does it really mean um, right. for gardeners or even farming? Um, and that's in our entire approach to trying to work with the soil. What are those implications?
0: Well, let's, let's start with the, with the generalized soil food web. Uh, we, we've learned that if we let that soil food web operate naturally, the plant will take care of itself. Uh, and so the biggest implication of the generalized soil food web is you don't rototill. that breaks up the fungal network, that puts the bacteria that are supposed to be in the root zone in a different location. And when you cut a worm in half, you don't get two worms. You get two dead halves of a worm. So, so you know, we've also learned that, that if you apply nitrogen as a chemical to your soils, they go into the plant, but they cause the plant to shut down part of their systems uh, so that the plant no longer uh, uh, operates the same way and you don't get the same benefits uh, from, from in particular, the bacteria that you would get. Uh and, and and that's an important thing to point out that when these bacteria enter into the plant, they cause the plant to become a better plant. So there's two basic kinds. The first are these mm-hmm. uh or I like it the way you say it, better uh, uh, bacteria. They actually, when they go in and live in the root system, uh, when they go in, they they cause the plant to recognize that it's got to be strong itself in order to be able to deal with these bacteria. And so the plant strengthens itself. Then there's a second kind of endophytic bacteria. That's just a word science used to, to, scientists use to describe bacteria that live part of their lives inside a plant and, and don't hurt the plant. So... Uh, We've got these rhizophagy bacteria. Those are endophytic. But there are other bacteria that sneak into, say, for example, a stomata, or they sneak in uh, to a place where there's branching, and and they go into the plant and do all sorts of things because they produce phytohormones, auxins, gibberellic acids. And so they make the plant stronger. They may make the plant fruit earlier, uh, give more fruit, give tastier fruit. We've discovered that there are bacteria that are inside the trichomes in tomatoes and cannabis. Yeah. Let's talk about cannabis for a second. That are literally being sprayed by the plant in order to protect itself from bacteria because it's you know, uh with cannabinoids, THC. Holy quote! Uh, you know, we've got a whole different and this whole idea of mood hairs. So, we've learned how to take care of the plant in a way that recognizes the soil food web. Now we've got this new thing, this reservoir. It's, and it's easy when you're talking generalized mulches, compost, to put the microbes back in the soil, to be regenerative and to add more to the soil to feed it. Uh, the whole concept is regenerative because you're not using poisons that your employees and your farm animals are being hurt, blah, blah, blah. Now we've got these bacteria that we need to take care of in a slightly different way and that will help us in slightly different ways. So so for example, we already use some of these bacteria ourselves. Rhizobia, those nitrogen-fixing bacteria, those are endophytic bacteria. They cause the plant causes them to be attracted. They fold root hair around them. They you know create these bacteria. Mycorrhizal fungi, same thing. they're attracted to the plant, they're feeding on the inside. Well, these bacteria can be added to the soil as well. Uh, and there are several that farmers around the world are using that are now trickling down into the grower situation, into the gardener situation. Uh, uh, a uh, spurium. Uh, there's a bunch of, bunch of them that, that are now coming to the market that the people are using what we're learning from this this whole concept of endophytic bacteria is that they ultimately end up in the seed coat yes they go into the plant they find their way to the flower they end up in the seed coat so that when that seed is planted the following season that the right bacteria are there to support the plant in the manner that it's accustomed to being supported. They jump off the seed coat when there's germination, Uh, they populate the soil, they go back into the plant itself, et cetera, et cetera. So we've learned that we've gotta be very careful about our seeds, no more sterilizing seeds. That's a very bad idea uh, because if you remove these bacteria, you don't get root hairs. What? You and I were taught that root hairs are there to nourish the plant. They pick up nutrients. Yeah, that may be true, but they're also there and they're formed by these bacteria, I say, in order to be shot back out into the soil again in new areas where they can regain nutrients and go back into the system. So now when we start seeds in a paper towel, We know that the bacteria jumps off that seed coat into the soil. But if there's no soil, but just a paper towel, we better use that paper towel. Uh, We now know that there is even more of a reason to leave the roots of a plant if we're growing it in a container or in the ground, in the ground or in the soil uh, and just cut it off at at the ground level, take whatever you need and then plant right there. There's bacteria and exudates that are in there that are going to attract the right kinds of bacteria. The right kind of bacteria is there if you're planting the same kind of plant. Uh, It's just, you know, it all makes sense that we do these things in order to protect the microbes so that they can do what they need to do naturally. We don't have to help the microbes. We just need to protect them. And the way you protect them is to make sure that they've got enough food, uh, that they've got the right environment. You're not disturbing them, uh, you know, either chemically or mechanically. Uh, and the, all of these things are very, very easy to do. And once we do these things, we end up with less work ultimately for us and better plants uh, for the world. Simple as that.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's exciting on, on multiple levels. One thing I like about it is encouraging people to not think of a plant as a single, isolated organism in a vacuum but rather you're you're dealing with a, a whole ecology within that on and, and around and within that organism and that you're growing a lot more than just a plant but you're, you're supporting a, a whole community um, of organisms right. that are working together to try to um, you know provide you with whatever you're you're after from that plant and it's nice to Anything that promotes that sort of systems-level thinking, I get very excited about because I think that's the kind of thinking we need to navigate a lot of the challenges that we're currently facing um, as right, humans on this you,
0: you Yeah, because uh, if you just think about the plant alone, okay, I'm going to feed the plant a chemical. I'm going to give it water. You, you know, What you don't recognize is that by doing those things, it's good for the plant meat. But you're not getting soil structure because there aren't any bacteria there anymore, Uh, uh, which the slime creates the soil structure. You're you're scaring away the worms because they don't like the smell of the chemicals that you're putting there. And so you're not getting the the porosity and the wormholes and the reservoirs, and and there aren't worms to pull down the organic materials and stuff. Yeah, your plant's growing fine. You can put down, can I say it, miracle grow? Yeah, it works on the plant. Right. But it yeah. destroys the system. And, and, yeah, that works if you want to be the system for the rest of your life. Who does? Where it doesn't work is when it begins to harm the environment uh, and not just you, but other people. And, and we end up with some serious problems. So, and particularly when you're talking about things like uh, cannabis, yeah. if people are ingesting. I mean, if you're not doing it organically, you, you, you shouldn't be allowed to sell it, period. It's just not good for you. You're ingesting this stuff, and it should be pure and clean uh, and grown the way nature intended it to do so. So, yeah, this is all really very, very, very uh, interesting from the perspective of a system. That's what we really have. Um, And even though I've got these separate books, they describe the system that operates – uh, in a beautiful geometric kind of way um, it, it, re- it really is quite something and, and this new stuff the new photography the pictures oh, of these yeah. oh my goodness gracious uh, and just as Dr. Elaine Ingham really developed the soil food web concept that we know and love today uh, Dr. James White is adding to it in a way that's that's equally as important plants can get up the Thirty percent so far that we know, and it maybe even more, up to thirty percent of their nitrogen using the resupers cycle. That's a lot of nitrogen. Yes, and if it's getting it from bacteria, it doesn't need it from me and you. It doesn't need it from big combine, you know, uh, uh, corporation uh, that's yeah. this this destroying our soils, et cetera, et cetera. So this is all really good, exciting stuff, and it's it's a book people need to read. Uh, I. I changed in my mind the order that people should be reading the ah. teaming series the first one definitely teeming with with uh, microbes but then teeming with bacteria we didn't know about it when teaming with microbes came out then teaming with fungi and finally um. teaming with nutrients what happens to these nutrients once they're all in the plant how do they get in the plant and what happens once they get in the plant uh, but the fact that there are these these really Three modes of, of getting getting stuff into a, a, a plant is, is something that people need to know about. Minimal media or soil mediated movement, you know, where the, little, where the bacteria and fungi get eaten by the protozoa nematodes and they poop into the soil. That stuff, the microbes put a charge on it, which is how they get into the plant and it moves through the soil. That's, that's soil mediated. Then we have the, uh, the uh, fungal mediated, which is the mycorrhizal situation. I always like to point out to people, because I'm a snob, uh, you you are not dealing with mycorrhizae fungi. You're dealing with mycorrhizal fungi that form a mycorrhiza. Right. Uh, right. And so when you see the word mycorrhiza, it's the root and the fungi. It's mm-hmm. a mycorrhizal fungi. Mycorrhiza. And yeah. And then the third third way is uh, these bacterial uh, endophytes. Uh, including the rhizobia and the and the rhizophagy. uh these are all so important to the way the plant operates and and and, and getting to be more so yeah uh, in the, one of the things about this book is first of all, it was written three years ago because that's how long it takes to get yeah. a book out uh it, it a lot of things we've discovered since then. I postulated based upon stuff that dr Dr uh, uh, White was telling me about the trichomes mm-hmm. uh, and, and cannabinoids, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, there's been a paper published, post-publication of the book, of course, uh, that, that shows that in those trichomes, in the core of those, of the stalk, there are bacteria. The bacteria are doing all sorts of great stuff. They're getting fed carbon uh, by, the, by the plant in the trichome they're using some of this carbon uh to create ethylene and nitrates uh which get converted into nitro I mean it's just a beautiful system and it's what people grow cannabis for uh it's you, you can't know escape in, it. in, in, yeah it's in tomato plant trichomes uh, it's producing nitrogen which the plant needs uh and what we're discovering, or what, what Dr. White and people have discovered, mm-hmm. is that every single plant with root hairs mm-hmm. has these bacteria. If you don't have them, you do not have root hairs. Wow. I mean, to me, it is, at 73 years old, to get a new concept as to why we have root hairs it's amazing. is amazing. And some of the pictures in the book of, of the bacteria backing up inside the cell they create ethylene, which creates that root hair, moving into uh, the cell and getting blown out of the cell. That's, that 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 root hair may blow the tip off of it five or six times during its growth. Yeah. Uh, and each time it releases these bacteria out into the soil. So the end result is when we learned about the soil food web from Dr. Elaine Ingham, we learned that plants were farmers. Mm-hmm. They yeah. put this exudate fertilizer out into the soil. Uh, they attract uh, and grow bacteria and fungi, get eaten, et cetera, et cetera. We harvest the stuff that the poop that's left over. What Dr. White's system shows us is that we're really dealing with ranching as well. We're bringing in the sheep, shearing off some of the wool, eating a couple of the lamb chops, and then putting the you know the naked sheep back out so they can grow back the wool uh, and get fatter so that we can do it all again the next season Uh and so the, 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 the we're talking ranching and farming now Uh I you know it's just unbelievable what plants are capable of
1: doing. well and that's you know as you're describing all of this what I keep thinking about is just how amazing it is that plants have evolved such a um, complex series of overlapping functions and systems all in an effort one to to maximize its its fitness but should things go awry there are a lot of different partners and, and community members neighbor you know neighbors you could say yeah. that the plant leans on for support um, to get through the stressful times and I just I find that complexity exactly. just really brilliant
0: yeah it is amazing uh, so so some of these endophytic bacteria uh are are i always pronounce this wrong siderophores. for cyto 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 cytophores, i guess it's like i want fours they go out and they create mineral uh metals they tie them I up in that. the soil yeah uh and and sometimes they they, they then let them migrate into the plant if the plant needs them. But very often they do it so that the plant won't get poisoned by some of these metals. You know, too much arsenic and blah, blah, blah. Basically fixing uh, them a siderophores. Yeah. That's, that's S-I-D-E-R. Oh, God. P-H-O-R-E-S. Okay, anyway. Uh, it's in the book, folks. We will find uh, you it, yes. Want to theme, you want to get themed with bacteria or no other reason to see the pictures there?
1: They really are amazing. I was just sitting here flipping through to see. I, I marked a lot of different pages, and I'm trying to find um, some of them that you mentioned. Like one that's here is just a close-up of the root hairs where you can actually – I don't know how well this will actually come up on the on the video, but like, yeah, I, I love that picture. Um, yeah,
0: I and mean, if you look carefully at that picture, and you can see that those root hairs are full of bacteria. How do we not know that? You know, right. well, we didn't know it because we didn't have that kind of microscopy available. It.
1: Yeah, 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 and it, it yeah, highlights, right. you know, the better our technology gets, the the better our tools are for looking closer at things. You just never know what will what we will see that just changes your entire perspective of something you thought you knew right. so well already. Um,
0: right, or or how you would use that technology. So, for example. I postulate in the book, and I think, I'm, I think I'm right. We already have a database now that has all of the microbes. All of the microbes. Well, let's start with bacteria. All the bacteria that you'll find in soil. Basically, maybe there's some that we haven't discovered yet. But, uh, that database exists. You can take a sample of soil and send it in and, and if you want to spend the money. yeah, And they'll tell you what bacteria you have in your soil. Well, that's coming to a phone near you. No question in my mind. Uh, where Absolutely. you're going to be able to take a picture of a, of a sample of, 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 soil that's been in water or something like that and get back an answer as to what's in it. It's coming. Uh, and, and it's, it's going to be really exciting when it does. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing what science will do. And, you know, having gone through this whole COVID period where there was a lot of anti science, et cetera, uh, I only yeah. hope it never, I only hope we don't end up with somebody saying, no, this is all BS. (laughs) Don't buy these books because it's not true. Just monocrop everything. Keep
1: using your fertilizers and uh, proceed. Yeah,
0: keep using chemicals. Rototillers (laughs) are fabulous. You can do it every day. Yeah, you know, but the science behind this is irrefutable. Yes. And and that's the beauty of it. And as gardeners, you know, for too long, this generation and, and, and my generation of gardeners, have been doing too many things based upon uh, chemical, nitrogen, uh, artificial fertilizers, an angry Scotsman yelling at us every spring that we yeah. needed to be doing stuff, yep. uh, as opposed to teaming with microbes. Uh, it's just simple as that.
1: It is. And and one thing I wanted to highlight, because I, I don't know if we, we broke it down completely, but I, I wanted to, for the the nerds out there that really want to get into to some of the, the biochemistry of this. One thing I'm fascinated by is um, this, this sort of series of reactions that, that happens when the bacteria um, enters the roots. The plant has this reaction of, of releasing reactive oxygen species that help to, yeah. to get that that wall of the bacteria off and start to break it down. The bacteria starts to freak out a little bit, starts to produce yeah. ethylene, yeah. Um, right? And you start to um, get um, also nitric oxide produced as well as kind of a defensive mechanism.
0: Yeah, right. The bacteria get trapped in there. So what happens What happens is the bacteria are sitting out there in the soil, you know, happily eating away. Uh, they, they're in a slime yes. uh, up against the wall. And, and all of a sudden they, they smell, I'm being anthropomorphic here, they smell butter, <laughs> they smell popcorn, uh, and they, and they move towards that popcorn because it tells them in their language that there's an empty house they can go live in and don't have to compete with all the other jerks and the slime that they live in there, and, they, and as they move into this new house, they end up going through the cell wall. They're very thin because they're very brand new of a meristem cell in the root they find themselves through the cell wall and the plant itself then uh, reacts by spraying the bacteria with a super oxygenated material super oxygen ROS, uh, r-o-s and and it does it pulls off the bacteria's cell wall which contains in particular uh, a little bit of nitrogen, but it's got some of the minor nutrients and metals and things like that, uh, depending on whether it's gram positive or gram negative. And and then uh, uh, two things happen. First, the plant says, "Oh, uh, I, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want the spray to remove my wall, so I better strengthen myself." Uh, and the second thing happens is that these bacteria produce the ethylene. They're always producing the ethylene. They're using uh, one of the exudates to produce that ethylene, uh, and that causes the cell wall to, to, of the plant to grow. Uh, and as it grows, it leaks out little bits of carbon, which feed the bacteria and keep them alive. The other thing the ethylene does is it enables the plant, the, the bacteria, to create a uh, a, a, a spray that acts as an antioxidant that, rea- that weakens the, the spray that took off their cell wall. And so you get this neutralization, uh, and you don't have cell walls on these things, and there's cyclosis going on around at the same time. And so the bacteria uh, multiply, because uh, they do so every 20 minutes anyway, uh, usually they form these quads, they move around this this space, continually producing ethylene, continually causing the root, the root cell to grow, release carbon so that the bacteria stay alive because they need the carbon, and uh, cause the uh, bacteria to produce the nitrite, which turns to nitrate and feeds the plant. This goes on for about two days, and and by then you start to get so and so the bacteria are basically trapped. If they stop producing the ethylene, they don't get the carbon, they die. Uh, and if they don't produce the nitrate, uh, they die because they get killed by the by the spray that's coming from the from the from the root cell. So for two days this goes on. Eventually they get caught up in the cell space in the you know little bump in the cell wall. Uh, the ethylene doesn't circulate quite as much. You don't get growth of the cell entirely you just get growth of this little tube that comes out of the cell which is the root here Um, and then they go out it's just fabulous beautiful beautiful chemistry and the plant is in control the plant is the boss just like it is with the ectomycorrhizal and endomycorrhizal just like it is with the rhizobia it's the plant that sends out the signal now why would a bacteria you know take that signal because they can get Food and space to live without competition from other guys from the bad guys et cetera et cetera et cetera it's just a just a beautiful, beautiful system uh, and I'm so glad that we've you know that we've now got a bigger picture of the soil food web it's just beautiful beautiful beautiful
1: i mean it's it's amazing to even be able to visualize all of this um to the detail we can and even on a molecular level um you know the fact that we've we've gotten as far as is really incredible, and I have to ask you because I feel like it's just begging to happen, um, especially now that you've got in your mind kind of uh, among your four books the the best order for people to read them and everything. I have to ask: is there a teeming with life that's coming in the future that's just one book with everything combined together?
0: I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I always tell my my wife, I, I can't. I just can't <laughs> write another. Uh, you know, I have one book out on cannabis, Auto and Cannabis, so that's five books. Just a, a, as an aside, you know, to write a book, you, you, a couple of things. First of all, you got to come up with an idea that interests you, you right, the right. writer. That keeps you passionate. And, and, and that you think might be worthwhile to interest other people. Uh, and then you have to go down into this little teeny rabbit hole when you've got everything laid out and organized. And you, you don't want to come out of there very often and so you know know, it's dinner time oh my god cute! you know i mean it's just they uh and and for a year you're in this little rabbit hole and then you send it into the editor and you you just keep your fingers crossed they understand what you're writing (laughs) yeah so i don't know if there's another one uh i'd love to write a novel but i'm not that good um and uh you know i could see some other ones here but oh my god and it's not just the writing, you have to get pictures.
1: Yeah, formatting, yeah, all the, yes,
0: yeah. Well, the, the, excuse me, the press does all the formatting, but you gotta get the pictures. Yeah. Whew! Not easy. You think it's easy, but it's not. Well, uh, and you have to get uh, the permissions for
1: everything? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I'm not, not that doing a podcast is any easier, uh, by any means, particularly when you have to do lots of them and frequently. Uh, but, but yeah, writing a book. I don't know if i got another one in me. Uh, I keep wondering about viruses in soil. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, that's uh, a, that's a big
1: one. Yeah, yeah. That started to come you know, up a lot, uh, uh, especially in the cannabis world. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of interest yeah. in the viruses, especially the hop latent viroid that folks are dealing with and stuff. There's a, become yeah. a, a oh, lot yeah, of questions yeah. people are asking. I can see, see that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I can see a book on convincing people that we need to – change our education system to concentrate on microbes instead of dinosaurs yeah uh, you know yeah, that's, that's the bottom that line we're actually interacting
1: a, with on a regular basis that affect everything we do exactly
0: and, and, and you know if little kids can learn the word the, how to pronounce those dinosaur names yep. they can learn bacteria and fungi and,
1: they absolutely, can. and they absolutely can my daughter is three years old and i talked to her As if she's in college sometimes, because I'm always working on different projects, experiments and things, and I just tell her the big words, molecule names and stuff. My big pride is she recognizes plants. So um, we were in the Pacific Northwest um, last week and we're hiking around and she looked up and she said, whoa, that's a tall tree. That must be a redwood. (laughs)
0: and you know just see
1: my three-year-old like trying to recognize plants and she's like i think that's calendula i'm like man you're making me so proud right now
0: Um, yeah there you go
1: they will learn if you just tell it to them and and keep presenting it to them they they remember they absorb and i totally agree because my background was in science education before i got into more like media you know science education that way um and i think our the whole the whole way we handle education needs to be changed but specifically science education it's it's yeah. it's so obvious that there's a huge problem a huge deficit in public scientific literacy and it's scary because it affects all of us yeah. uh, in a big way
0: uh, right right yeah and I, you know i always tell people that red was a great example i mean the biggest yeah. organisms on the earth are supported by the littlest organisms And we're all working together. And what happens in the soil happens in your stomach, including this bacterial situation. The same system works. They back into the intestines the same way they back into the cell. Uh, Same chemical. It's it's mind-boggling. It's really, really mind-boggling. So I really encourage people, not because I wrote them, but because they will make you a better grower, gardener. Uh, You should get the teaming series uh it, you know, it, if if it doesn't open your eyes i'll be very surprised very surprised i
1: i completely agree and as someone who is a gardener and and you know i discovered your books when they first came out and have been following them i can echo that from a you know relatively i guess i'm biased now but at the time i was not biased when i discovered the books and um i definitely love them they're you know just dense enough just long enough to give you a lot to digest and think about but it's really written for anyone a lot of um, fairly complex scientific concepts that are broken down in a way that just about anybody can understand which is something i always really appreciate when i find an author that's able to to do that to bridge these worlds that often have such a large gap between them to make people not well, so the scared
0: why, yeah I, and i do it because i'm not that bright and, and I gotta I gotta dumb this stuff down so that I can understand it. And if I can understand it, anybody can understand it. And so that that's how they get that way. It's not it's nothing brilliant on my part by any means. And I always like to tell people when we do these interviews, you know, my hat is off to Doctor Elaine Ingham, yes, uh, Doctor James White. I did not invent any of this stuff. It's not my research, you know. And I thank goodness that they did it and their students did it, and worked it all out, continue to do it, uh, so that we, you and I can, can get the benefits of it. But this is not my work. Uh, you what, what I'm trying to convince people is, is to read the work of others. Yeah,
1: you're the bridge, you're the bridge that gets yeah, that gets people so. to, um, you know, all of that um, deeper science and everything that's behind that you're, you're the messenger. Shouting, you know, look at this amazing stuff that is going on. Um, and I I really, really appreciate it a lot, especially from one science educator to another. Um, I I think it's really it's really important work and, and definitely everyone listening, um, especially if you're growing things. But even if you're just trying to understand how nature works, um, because this is all applicable in ways that far exceed gardening and, and that sort of thing um definitely pick up the the teaming series and um and to go over your your recommendations you said start with teaming with microbes if they're starting out then teaming with bacteria then teaming with fungi teaming with nutrients and you'll get all the way from the soil into the plant and back again there and back again um so this is great jeff thanks so much for being willing to come on today and to share all of this with us i hope that folks listening are now um more excited to dive into learning about bacteria. I think it's something, you know, microbiology in general, it gets underappreciated and um, it deserves a lot of respect and uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on um, under the surface. And um, so, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, spurring our curiosity and spending the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Let's do it again.
1: Absolutely. I will definitely hit you up for that. And for folks that want to learn more about, about you or finding the books, do you have a personal website to direct people to or anything like that?
0: Yeah, you know, I never do anything on that website. I think uh, uh, Twitter handle, Gardner Jeff, at Gardner Jeff is probably the easiest nice. way. Nice, Gardner Jeff. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I'm too old to work the damn website all the time. I just...
1: Well, and everything, like we were mentioning, I was running into technological problems just trying to get this interview going, and everything seems to change so fast these days. You get used to one service, and you have to adjust to another one a year later. Um, so I'm out yep. there too. So, Well, thanks yep. so much. Yep. Um, have a great rest of your day, and yep. everyone um, look up Jeff files. look up Teaming with Bacteria and the whole uh, Teaming series. There's four books. Check them all out. They're all amazing, and hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Um, and with that everybody yeah, and, and,
0: and don't forget don't forget that it's teaming T-E-A
1: good clarification not T E E. yeah T-E-A teaming partnering partnering with teaming right. with yes right. great clarification oh, for, no very perfect for audio yeah that's the little things we often forget yeah if you're searching for that teaming as if partnering T-E-A-M teaming with microbes teaming with bacteria teaming with fungi teaming with nutrients um and yeah, this has been great. Thanks so much, Jeff. And we will definitely catch up with exactly. you again
2: soon. If you're curious about cannabis like me, then get connected to the Curious About Cannabis ecosystem and let's learn together. Visit cacpodcast.com connect to join our learning community on our Discord server and you can participate in regular giveaways, dive into the latest cannabis research, Connect with certified Curious About Cannabis educators, hang out in our break room with other curious minds, and more. Best of all, it's totally free. Just visit cacpodcast.com slash connect to learn more. Or click connect on the Curious About Cannabis app, which is available on Android and coming soon to iOS.